Alrighty guys, welcome back to another episode of Adventure Fit Radio. I am coming to you live, and by I mean live, I mean not live, from Gillian's Bali. So, let's do that one. Gillian's Indonesia. Pretty rad place, guys. I'm currently talking to you with uh, Doc fast asleep to my right. He's uh, completely naked as well, so we've uh, we've done pretty well. It's good. This week on the show, we have a powerlifter and Cairo doctor extraordinaire named Jordan Shallow. We actually met him the day before he competed at the Arnold Classic, and he probably lifted about a million kilos. And uh, we spoke everything from powerlifting to ice hockey to beards to talking shit to having a sesh. It was Unreal Madrid, and by Unreal Madrid, I mean it was really good. But first and foremost, today, guys, we are brought to you by Audible. So, Audible, it's an online audiobook service, guys. It is unbelievable. It's where I get all my information. It's where I get all my books out. I love to read and to listen and to hear shit on the go. Right now, I am trying to get the Bhagavad Gita, which is a, uh, a book um which is a book recommended to me by uh, the man, Mr. Jared Fleming. He also recommended to me the author, Dan Millman, and I'm currently reading The Way of the Peaceful Warrior. It is unbelievable, guys. So if you feel like getting some knowledge on the go, having a book, listen, leading, uh, listening to a book, getting the audio, audio, oh God, it's so early in the morning, getting the audio books rocking, then head to www.audibletrial.com forward slash ADVF and you will get a free credit when you subscribe to their one month subscription. It's really good, guys. I strongly recommend it. We are also brought to you by Quash Creative, which is an Elwood-based freelance design firm run by our mate Sean Marsh, our good old mate Sean Marsh. His sole aim is to solve business challenges with creative solutions, whether that solution is a new website, logo, or marketing strategy. If you come to him with a problem, he'll work out the most effective way to solve it. What really sets him apart from the other designers is his unwavering focus on making sure your business is tightly aligned to your customers' needs. If they're happy, your business is happy. So guys, mention AdventureFit Radio when you head to www.quashcreative.com and old mate Shawnee will give you a free basic SEO report on your website or feedback on your existing brand. And finally, guys, we are brought to you by AdventureFit Travel. I'm currently leading an AdventureFit trip with the man himself, Bill Kerr. We have Thailand coming up. Sold a few tickets there, guys. And we're just about to hit Kokoda, so that's all sold out. But we're going to go Kokoda in the next couple of weeks. It is going to be sensational. That's with the man, the myth, the legend. No, it's not. Thailand is with the man, the myth, the legend. Former Adventure Fit Radio star, Mac Rundle as well. So if you feel like getting away, guys, getting tons of shit done. On Bali, just for an example, we went surfing with Carpaoli. Gymnastic seminar with Carpaoli. We went whitewater rafting. That was probably my favorite. Uh, we did some, we did tons and tons of yoga. Um, we had a sick time. We went out and had a bit of a party last night. It was great. If you feel like this is the trip for you, head to www.adventurefittravel.com. Alrighty, here's the show. Now, before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. Rule number one, no touching of the hair or face. Discovery Roger, go for deploy. Where do we come from? Are we low-handling a hitters? What is the future of the new address? I did. Good googly, that girl. 
Mass Production. Too weird to live, too rare to die. Alrighty, welcome back to Adventure Fit Radio, guys. This is uh, Doc here. I'm sitting with Tommy and Jordan Shallow. And uh, before we throw to Jordan, mm. the muscle doctor, we mm. are going to the muscle doc. We are going to uh, throw over to Tommy to welcome him with uh, Tommy's tribute. We're actually going to throw to another muscle doctor uh, who's actually the biggest uh, in the room here, quite clearly. So uh, anyway, I've, uh, I've gone for Stuck in the Middle with you because we've done it over the past couple of shows and it's a fucking good song. So here we go. Basically, he didn't. Uh, he didn't have time to. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I was just like, my favourite tune. <laughs> Southern hospitality, right? <laughs> yeah, here. that's right. I'm nervous. <laughs> My name's Doc, that's why he said stuck in the midst of two docks. Yeah. Yeah. Wonder, like, what the fuck does that even mean? The, uh, no, 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 he's got the homework done. The, the, the long story is, Bill, if you want to bring it in. What's yeah. that? Remember that, remember that faithful note? Yeah. <laughs> There's no uh, story. Okay, yeah. alright, oh boy. Yeah. Um, Jordan, hey, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. So, uh, what are you doing out here in Australia? Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, and what you do and yeah, what brought you here? Yeah, uh, so I'll be competing uh, Arnold Classic Australia Pro Rod Nine uh, Powerlifting One Ten. Hopefully, one ten kilos. <laughs> Haven't eaten, I don't think, since I've landed yesterday <laughs> morning. So, uh, but yeah, that'll be Saturday. Uh, hosting seminar seminars on the interim. So. Uh, hosted first one last night at PTC South Melbourne, mm-hmm. and then be hosting another one on Monday, PTC headquarters, Caram Downs. Mm-hmm. And my last one, I'm actually flying out to Brisbane and hosting my last one at Valhalla Strength uh, before I head back on Wednesday. Beautiful. Yeah. It's busy. Yeah, we get, yeah it's mm. nonstop. But. Yeah. So, so was it the seminars that brought you out here or the, or the Arnold? Uh, the Arnold first. Um, cool. Yeah. So kind of out on the powerlifting side of things. And then mm-hmm. that sort of just snowballed. One led to the other, led to the other. So. Yep. Sick. Yeah. And uh, and these seminars, have you been, um, like, is this part of your, how big a part of your life is doing these seminars? Do you get around and do them a ton or? Uh, not a lot. No. Mm-hmm. I mean, back in California, it's pretty much like in the office and I have a few, few jobs, podcasts. I'm up at Stanford for half my week in my office, right. the other half of the week, uh, podcasts online, social media stuff mm-hmm. kind of fills in the blanks, mm-hmm. kind of makes for the commute to be a little more bearable in the, in the San Francisco Bay area. So yeah, and the seminars are not as much as I'd like to, but trying to get more done now, um, trying to do every competition wherever mm. I travel, just get yeah, a couple under the belt. Yeah. Yeah. Helps pay the bills. And, um, <laughs> So where are you? Um, t- tell us about your um, tell us about your actual background in um, what it is you do. So you're a clinical, you're a chiropractor. I'm a chiropractor, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Which okay. I think is something different in Australia 
because uh, it's, well, it's actually a prostitution. Back. Yeah, it's a prostitution <laughs> rink uh, down yeah, here. Okay. <laughs> I mean, front for I human trafficking. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, all right, I thought so. I did a lot of Mate, them. You've got, uh, you've got five hundred dollars worth of chiropractic this week. Is your back been sore? Yeah, my back's oh, been. Yeah, my back's oh. been real sore. But funnily yeah. enough, it's getting worse every time I go. <laughs> yeah, I think like every time you come back from a chiropractor here, you have like glitter on you or something. Yeah, yeah. there's a Thai massage portion <laughs> to it. Uh, yeah, but so I'm a chiropractor by trade. Uh, so studied in Northern California at Palmer College. College of Chiropractic graduated 2015. Now it's a different degree to what I know out here because mm. out here you, it's like a master's program. So I don't mm-hmm. know if you guys are right. primary care physicians the way we are in North America. Um, so, so basically, the main difference being you can walk in off the street with the insurance company, and, oh, right. and if I see fit, I can bill them, which I don't because yeah. insurance companies are paying the ass to deal with. 100%. But um, yeah, it's a little more rigorous as far as the academic side of things. So for so you, are you a doctor? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, in Australia, chiropractors aren't doctors, are they? Well, it it, it wouldn't depend solely on that. I don't think. I think yeah. it's, there's other things. I'm not. Like, yeah. It's like um, I'm not actually sure. Authors aren't necessarily doctors. It's like they could. They could also have a, they could also have a doctrine in some other yeah industry, you know. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think it's based no. on something else. Yeah. yeah, no, but I mean, if you graduate and are licensed in North America, you're primary <laughs> care physician. Yeah, yes. I mean, yes. if you're like, you know, if you get stabbed, don't go to, don't come to my yeah. office. My sister's like the quote unquote real doctor of the family, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm but, the fake doctor of all of us. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Go. He's the biggest fake. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Well, he should be a chiropractor. He should be a doctor. <laughs> that, right? yeah. That's it. Um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so it's a four-year undergrad. Uh, so I did exercise science, public health, and mm-hmm. then a four-year, uh, four-year doctor degree after that. Mm. Um, so yeah, that was 2015. Wrapped all that up and went straight into practice after that. Mm-hmm. So with the Cairo stuff, though, I think it's still not completely uh, westernized, if you want to call it that. Uh, is there still a little bit of um, kind of people that are for and against it in terms of the cracking and do you want to just shed some light on what what it is and how it really yeah, benefits yeah I mean it's just a really like it's an umbrella scope of practice yeah. a lot like physio I mean I practice a lot like a physio would out here like talking yep. with a lot of like the competitors guys I'm competing against on the weekend you know they go see the physio and it sounds like they're doing similar to what I'm doing mm. but I mean the second you run a good practice yeah uh, you have a bad business like if you can sleep at night as a chiropractor uh, from like a moral standpoint, you're probably not doing too well on the financial side of things because yeah. it means a dichotomous business model from the get go. If I can explain to you how to get yourself better, which is what it should be all about, yeah. Yeah. teach a man to fish, not give a man a fish, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I have a, you know hundreds of patient files and only been in practice for a year, year mm. and a half, but one or two visits, and that's usually all it takes. Right. Um, oh yeah. That's um that's funny, isn't it? So, do you genuinely think that there's a lot of I mean, chiropractors, doctors, physios, whatever, that are like, oh, we'll fix you, yeah. Oh, sure. I, I, can, I can fix you. And you've just given them the like 60% fix yeah. so yeah. that there's recurring well, business. I, Does that happen? What I honestly think is that what they're giving is 60% wholeheartedly in their mind they, is 100% of what they know. Oh, yeah. I yeah, just yeah. think, especially with the athletic population. And they're the guys a, that are making bank. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Normally, like the real fat dudes. So, like, clearly, their method yeah. doesn't work for them. Sweating, yeah, sweating in their seat while yeah. they yeah. do. Yeah. Smoking yeah. If you ever see anyone wearing, like a chiropractor wearing a white coat, huge red flag. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You don't yeah. want to say that. Yeah. White coats should just be for glove. scientists and, well, mad scientists, basically. Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely yeah. mad scientists. Yeah. Declan, Mr. Hyde. Um, <laughs> so, and then, so have you always been powerlifting or how did you get into, how did you no, get into that sort of it? Uh, that's kind of a recent development within, this will be my third competition, actually, within, Shit. this hasn't been a year yet. Right. Uh, so, the first one, 
June of last year in Santa Cruz, California, mm-hmm. second in November in Dublin, California, and this weekend will be my third. Uh, started off playing hockey, I mean, as mm. you do, right, in Canada. It's yep. sort of like, the, I think I could walk before, or I could skate before I could walk growing up. Uh, and then just got into lifting weights at like 15, 16, with, but with the intent of like getting in shape mm. for hockey, right? Mm. That's mm-hmm. kind of the be all end all. Mm. Um, and it just, just so happened I was training at a commercial gym, had like a personal trainer, you know, tried plyometric athleticism, all that shit. Yeah. Uh, he got, he got canned and then I got, because my sessions are with the corporate gym, right? Which is, I mean, that's a conversation in and amongst itself, but the, they just assigned me another trainer and the trainer they assigned me, I mean, he's now like one of my best friends. Right. He, um, I'm like the goddaughter to it or godfather to his third daughter. Like he's basically family, gun, but he's man. a meathead. Yeah. <laughs> but like does it right. An yeah, absolute yeah. monster. So he got me away from like the athletics athleticism and more into like the serious weightlifting. Right. And so always squat bench and deadlift. Mm-hmm. But then coming out of coming out of school, I one of my patients as I was finishing up school was Dan Green, a prominent American powerlifter, yep. nine-time world record holder. He's actually... Yeah, he, he looks at me and I'm just like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like to think I know a bunch about yeah. a bunch, but I don't know... Well, see, yeah. Bill's just recently got into powerlifting. Oh, now yeah. he's Mr. Nodal. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> Resident, yeah. Resident expert in the field. Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah. 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 I can spell barbell. <laughs> um, but no, so, I mean, Dan's... Uh, I mean, in the States, he's kind of the bee's knees when it comes to powerlifting and mm. just became a product of the environment. So my office is in Boss Barbell Club. Right. Uh, so that's sort of the in my opinion, the best powerlifting facility in the United States. Mm. Um, and I haven't seen all the PTCs or all the places out here, but I mean, it's home sweet home. So it's exactly. It's, yeah. It's, it's a boss. It's yeah, <laughs> for sure. But I mean, it's, it's, there's no YouTube music videos. There's no sponsor <laughs> shit on the walls. It's, it's, it's gray paint and loud music, heavy weights, nice Sick. equipment. Yeah. So it's just a garage. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a nice spot to train, but then, yeah. So I guess back to your question, it just mm. sort of became like a, just a product, the environment hanging around him and, and the other lifters on the day, on a day to day. And just like, just like, just do one, just sign up and signed up and mm. yeah, that was, that was that. So, so can, yeah, right. So how are your, um, so how's all your lifting going then? How are your numbers? Because was it an invite to the Arnold? Obviously you must be doing pretty well. Yeah, no, it wasn't, uh, yeah, every meet got better. I mean, the two that I've done. So first meet I finished seventeen. Oh, okay, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do pounds, <laughs> and I'll try and flip it. I, I know. can figure it out. I'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jim uses the okay, so, so I'll it out. first total was seventeen twenty. That's a million. Okay, thank you. <laughs> uh, okay, I know my last total was eight thirty kilos. Eight thirty kilos. So, so what's that? Uh, eighteen, eighteen thirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Let's get the I just might get the calculator yeah. out real quick because I've obviously got no idea. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's that's 1830 pounds. No, yeah, 1830 pounds. 1830 pounds. Yeah, divide that by 2.2. So that's 831. 832 cakes. Okay, yeah, yeah. So that's where I finished up with my last meet. So I honestly, the invite I got, I think, was half on the merit of lifting, but half on the merit of you know the social media presence mm-hmm. and the chiropractic side of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I'm not gonna. Hopefully, round out the top five in the in the one ten kilo class. But I mean, you could have given the invite to a couple other yeah, guys for sure. sure. Yeah. But um, yeah, just the Mark Marcos Markopoulos is kind mm-hmm. of runs Pro Raw, runs all the PTC gyms or mm-hmm. owns the rights to the PTC gyms. Um, and I'd met him and um, Imad 
uh, Neff, uh, when they came over to a competition we held years ago. So just had a relationship with, yeah, yeah, the, with sure. the directors and, but all the more motivation to try and like hold your own at this meet. So mm. this meet, oh, definitely. try and, uh, try and step it up a little bit. I think it's, um, interesting that you just mentioned like, um, getting kind of like 50% of the invite from like the social media yeah. and the, um, the exposure that you kind of have. It's funny, like, cause I listen to Mark Bell's Powercast. Um, and I have since before I was a uh, um, before this is the, uh, the, direct, the direct competition. And, yeah, um, I listen to the, no, I listen to the people you hate. Yeah. Wow, all right. I could um, I could just tell that there's something going on here that I'm not I'm not across, but we'll get to the bottom of it. We actually yeah. got Mark Bell before, but he cancelled, so we got you. Funny <laughs> that, yeah, yeah. But um, but we um, but I was listening to that before I was doing any sort of powerlifting, just because yeah. it was um. It was a good level of banter and a good level mm, yeah. of information, but there's a lot of that going on in powerlifting. Like everyone's got a mad, every gym's got a mad social media pr- uh, oh, presence. Yeah. Like everyone's got thousands of followers on YouTube, and like everyone's kind of building their own little brand. Yeah. So how long have you been at your kind of what you're doing, building your personal brand for? Uh, two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I started about a year left of school. Um, that was working with. Uh, I was working out at a Gold's Gym in California, and there's a bodybuilder, um, the men's physique guy, Craig Caperso, mm-hmm. bodybuilding.com, mm-hmm. you know, does like the board shorts and all that. Mm. Um, I knew who he was. He was just another guy in the way at my gym, so wasn't too impressed by him. <laughs> and now he's a, he's a good friend now, truth be told. Yeah. Um, but got to talking to him, and he was he was bitching, complaining that he needed to write content for online, his, on, like his website, online blog, bodybuilding.com. But I mean, those who can do can't teach, right? Like yeah. I was reading some of his stuff, and I was like, "Oh, dude, come on, man! This <laughs> is on. <laughs> this is worth the paper it's printed on." Uh, it was like, "Let me let me write for you." So from there, leverage the exposure, started the social media account, started the Instagram account, and then slowly just started to build and see the value of it. I mean, I'm not the first chiropractor, physio slash weightlifter mm. slash online mm. presence, right? I mean, Kelly Starrett yeah. kind of kind of kind of made the mold when it came to that. And, mm. Um, and then a lot since have followed and every day there's another page that's popping up mm. and getting popular. So figure just, you know, get your piece of the pie. Cause I'd rather yeah. do that than, you know, be the fat guy wearing the white <laughs> coat, driving the Lexus. <laughs> yeah. well, I would like to drive a Lexus, but, um, that would be nice. yeah, yeah, look, yeah. you could still be the fat guy in the white coat, but yeah. you just probably 15 years, you know, give yourself <laughs> a good, done. good athletic career, then uh, yeah. settle down, blow yourself out nice and comfortably and yeah. then, uh, sit yeah. back, kick the feet up and <laughs> yeah, uh, rake well, in all the, all the, the yeah. that's, <laughs> the uh, that's like, you know, Franco Colombo. <laughs> yeah. Frank, yeah. Yeah. So he's a chiropractor. Oh, right. Yeah. And he's, I mean, hasn't, he's still in pretty good shape for an old, dude but yeah, for a uh, million years old yeah right <laughs> i uh i called his practice yeah. in uh so he's got a practice in west hollywood yeah and i called it just out of curiosity initial visit and i think it's like a half hour mm. it was like 275 bucks cash mm. yeah right mm. Franco Colombo. exactly right Fuck, that's crazy so imagine what his instagram account oh. would look like <laughs> yeah so we were talking about this the other day um yeah we're talking about um because the arnold's coming up and um so on and so forth we're talking about the rock and then we're talking about the arnold and, and, and we said um Imagine, because you know The Rock's got 75 million followers he's got on 77 Instagram. now. Oh, is that what he's got? Oh, it's ridiculous. But imagine oh, yeah. if Arnold was in his prime in this day and age. Yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> would have 150 million followers. Oh, 100%. Yeah, 100%. sure. Easily. Everyone loves yeah. Arnold. <laughs> yeah. How many? He's got to have a lot now, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, we got that now. I'm yeah. sure he does. Yeah, say, he's, 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 he's still load. got like a pretty good following. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And yeah. I think he's he has a potential to reach maybe further now than he otherwise would have back in the day, right? I well, mean, I mean, like with how connected we are with the internet and all that, 
sure. Well, just how inundated he is across so many different markets oh, yeah. and, mm. and, and demographics now, right? Like, yeah. you're, you're having a tiff with the president of the United States. <laughs> like, but Donald Trump's having a tiff with fucking everyone. Sure. Like, yeah. I, I yeah. tweeted yeah. him the other day and he was like, fuck off, yeah. fuck, you're a dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah. I think that was like one of his early morning, like, yeah. bowel movement tweets. Yeah. yeah. Fuck off, dog, you're a dog. Oh, it's gold. Yeah, so. It's gold, Jim. So, so what are you doing in your seminars? Like, how do you differentiate uh, differentiate yourself from everybody else out there? What kind of content do you try and um, provide? And like, where are the things in the industry that you think are going wrong that you think you can kind of oh, help geez. out? With? Uh, okay, well, the second part we might have to avoid altogether because I don't want to get myself in too much trouble. Let's but, do it, man! Come on, okay, let's, well, get let's get started. My seminars first. Um, I mean, I take a clinical approach to the sport of powerlifting because I was, I mean. I was a clinician before I was a powerlifter, mm. right? So I sort of look at it through a different prism of uh, the conventional model of looking at like a powerlifting program is, you know, if it's squat bench and deadlift, right? Very rarely do you see supplemental or exercises or accessory movements outside of those movements, right? So people will come off competition, they'll break down, okay, I was slow off the floor on my deadlift, I'm yep. going to work X, Y, and Z as a, as a supplemental movements, or I was... Um, I failed my squat uh, coming out of the hole. It's got to be my glutes or upper back or whatever. There's, mm. there's always these arbitrary designations and reasons for the exercise selection moving forward. And it's mm-hmm. seemed to be like this methodical programming thing, but people aren't identifying for their real rate limiters, right? Mm. Mm. Pain and instability are what's really holding you back. There's sure. that value on the outside of the equation when you add up all, you know, the quads and the glutes and the hamstrings and the lats and the core and everything that sort of ties together because people don't know how to assess for that. It's, you know, it doesn't take that acute of an eye to be like, oh, yeah, that's your your quads are weak. That's mm. why you failed your squat, front squat in your next training <laughs> no cycle. Shit. Yeah, right. Like, it's not really rocket science. Um, I mean, it is literally the definition of bro science, the way yeah. a lot of people go about it. And for me, like treating powerlifters on a daily basis, it's like I notice the same patterns, you know, three weeks out from a meet. Now, all of a sudden, their elbow hurts when they squat and they can't bench the next day and that mm. becomes a real rate limiter, right? It's, mm. So you can hammer your triceps all you want, you know, board presses, chain, progressive mm-hmm. overload stuff, whatever. But if three weeks out from every meet, then the frequency, intensity, um, and duration of your training sessions is all going up, and you can't take that extra bench session a week because mm. you have shitty external rotation in your shoulders because your low bar squat position at heavier weights is now putting too much torque through your elbows, your triceps don't mean shit. Yeah, yeah. Right? The, your real rate limiter is is that external rotation. But mm. people, they don't even recognize that as a variable to equate for. So, I mean, I just take the common presentations of injuries in basically all joints across all movements and talk preventative strategies, but more so just assessment. Yep. So, I mean, it's, 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 it's a lot. Like, the seminars are, it's dense. Like, people mm. are pen and a pad. Because it's not a system, right? It's not, you know, you're not walking away with a certification. Mm-hmm. You're not muscle doc level one coach yeah. or whatever the fuck. You know, there's not some shitty three-letter acronym. <laughs> it's, I mean, you can't, you can't argue a clinical approach because it's, I mean, evidence-based hinges on three pillars, right? I mean, a clinical experience, um, like best practice research, um, and then sort of anecdotal evidence from there, right? Where, I mean, the clinician's role is to take the person, the data, and the anecdotes and then give them all weight and give them all merit where they see fit, mm. right? So 
that's the thing is you don't want Michael Phelps to teach you how to swim. Mm. You want the fucking Croatian guy in lane six who's like five foot four who somehow made it there, right? Yeah. Just yeah. being able to show up every time. I definitely and, want Phelps to teach me how to do a bong, though. Yeah, right. <laughs> That'd be oh, sick. You, you thumbscrew yeah. in this yeah. direction. Yeah. <laughs> it sure makes eating 12,000 calories oh, a lot yeah. easier, I'm sure. Right? <laughs> it made it so plausible. Yeah, yeah. yeah it all okay, makes sense. Oh. Yeah. yeah, the spaghetti and Red Bull <laughs> makes a lot more sense. Yeah, that's right. Just spaghetti and Red Bull. <laughs> Yeah, that was always Doritos and Red Bull. Fuck the spaghetti. Yeah, that was <laughs> a, a, a shit that swimmer. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, for me, it's like it's like seeing seminar, and I don't want to like devalue any of the any of the heavier lifters that are doing seminars because mm. I think there's can be. Uh, Bullshit. Yeah, right. Jeez, I'm gonna get my ass kicked this weekend. Um, But for me, it's just a different approach because I think a lot of the 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 majority of the sport is hobbyists, right? Like, there's Mm -hmm. only the top percent of guys that are going out doing invitational. One percent. Yeah, and it's just that's. I'm not even from a marketing standpoint. It's just those are the people who are going to benefit more from maybe like a proactive framework in their training. So Mm. and the top guys got to where they're at because they're a perfect storm of hard work and genetics, right? Yeah. Like you can't teach some of the leverages that these guys have, mm-hmm. the short arms, the barrel chest, the yeah. ridiculous hip mobility. That's right. And it's like, you know, if they, people at the bottom, you know, the, the bulk of the competitive sport will try to emulate that. But it's like, these are people that need to go to work. Mm. You know, even in the top ranks, it's like, you know, you're not a professional powerlifter. You're not, it's not how you're paying your bills, right? Yeah. So, I mean, the life, life exists between training sessions for the majority of the sport. So for me, it's, it's giving people the tools and understanding of how to apply biomechanics yeah. to be able to self-assess for that variable that's otherwise unequated for. Um, so that's kind of where my seminars hinge on. It's just, it's purely... It's almost like an anatomy lecture right. at the end of the day, but it's, it's very tailored to like squat, bench, and dead, and then we'll break out into supplemental movements. Because mm-hmm. I think with with what I do, and there are a lot of guys that will do this, and I'm not sure what the scene's like over here, but that the clinician-athlete hybrid sort of thing. Um, but for me, it's like I, I'm a huge proponent of exercising correctly before mm-hmm. implementing corrective exercises. Mm-hmm. You know, physical therapists, chiros, you know, you get the little orange band out and we're going to do 15 reps and then mm-hmm. we're going to like stand. And it's like, okay, no, yeah. it's the best exercise is the one you're going to do. Yeah, like, yeah. Some of my patients are world record holders in multiple weight categories. I think I have five or six world Shit. record, male and female. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, you could have the best research on you know, oh, this banded, you know, uh, serratus anterior wall slide with extra is the best way to like balance whatever. Yeah. But they're not going to fucking do it. Yeah. So it's like, I need to find a workaround. Like, hey, when you do your single arm dumbbell rows, do it this way. Yeah. You're going to oppose rotation yeah. more by isometrically contracting your you external find legs for them. So, yeah. Yeah. So basically, rather than that, Rather than some fancy warm-up um, routine that mm. can get you ready for this, this, and this, then you mm. go and move wrong in the the main movement where you're where you're actually using yeah. the fucking most, where you're moving the most weight, I should say. Yeah. Then you focus on moving the most weight correctly first, and yeah. then hopefully that fixes everything else. Um, not entirely. I mean, there is because powerlifting is just three exercises done to a full range of motion. We're not taking those joints to a full range of motion, mm-hmm. so I definitely do hold a lot of stake in like the warm-up component, but mm-hmm. it's tailoring it in a way that is palatable to the athlete that I'm dealing with, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I deal with 
my days are the start contrast morning to afternoon when I'm in my office, it's, you know, it's people who it's the difference between, you know, people that want to squat 600 pounds or get to 700 pounds. Mm. I don't deal with many people that want to go from, you know, learning how to squat to like 135 in Mm. my first half of the day in my office at boss barbell. It's the upper echelon. Yep. Flip that on its head. My afternoons I spend at Stanford university and I, I just work one-on-one with, with, uh, with physicians and I teach them how to train. Right. And it's not like rehab setting. It's just, these are most of my sessions at Stanford and with, Oh shit, I got to go into surgery. Yeah. All right. We'll see you next week. So it's being able to kind of read the room a little bit. And like those people, I can give that serratus anterior wall slide to fix Mm. their shoulder imbalances and all that. It's, it's a, it's, a strong enough stimulus for what their top end neural load is yes. right where it's like if i'm trying to implement some you know s- stability whatever on someone that can you got Bri- you got brian shaw then all the all the yeah. stability work in the world's probably not yeah, what he needs he exactly. needs to move right when you, he's pulling a fucking 800 or, pounds off the floor i mean get get him if you're gonna get him to do a shoulder stability you need to find an you know an 80 kilo kettlebell that he yeah, can yeah. do a bottom under press with <laughs> yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. of thing right so i mean <laughs> just get him just 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 get like a nice handle welded onto a car yeah, or something like he that. was yeah, on my right. flight he was, right, sure. he, yeah he was on my flight oh yeah. shit yeah, did he take up four eight he had the whole entire middle section of the plane I, I don't know how they, I think they put him upstairs or like over the <laughs> yeah, wing or yeah. something. They, just, yeah. um, they strapped him to the top and then yeah. said, stick your arms out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, yeah, yeah, it was, was actually a live goat. <laughs> I, I I've never seen like most of these guys, bodybuilders, whatever you see them in person and you're like, Oh, okay. You just put like on a big Instagram yeah. filter and you just stand by yourself. And yeah. Pictures yeah. <laughs> don't do him justice. No. It was, oh. I've never like, it's been a while since I felt like a grown man could cradle me in his arms. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It was probably my father at yeah. like two years old. Was probably <laughs> yeah. the, the Which last... is probably the same to scale. It's funny because like we were out the baggage carousel like standing next to each other and it was like we had the same Under Armour bag. But mine was just like a normal <laughs> duffel bag, and his was just like a, it was like a hockey bag. And when we were standing next to each other, we were like Russian nesting dolls. Like, yeah. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Fuck, he's a big boy. Yeah, yeah. he's massive. Oh. And I think uh, is the is the mountain bigger than him? Uh, I believe. Is he just bigger? He's he's taller. Taller. I don't know actually. Man, that could be taller. I think he's like bigger though. Yeah, because uh, uh, he's two hundred kilo. He's like four forty. The mountain. I no, think Brian Shaw is one hundred eighty five kilo. Yeah. So Brian Shaw is so Brian Shaw is more taller than him. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think they're both like six, eight or nine or whatever. Yeah, nice. I met the man at um, not the Arnold, but it was um, it was called Fidex. It was like this other. Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. I met the um, met the mountain. So we were walking around um, with one of my mates, um, Truzzy, and he had a he had a thousand pound blow up dumbbell that someone had given us as the, <laughs> as the show was kind of finishing. It was like five pm. And I didn't even know who Ronnie Coleman was at the time, but Truzzy said, oh, there's Ronnie Coleman. Let's go say g'day. Who's this guy? Who's this guy? <laughs> this is such a... Oh, my God. That's... So, yeah. Anyway, so Truzzy goes, let's go get a photo of Ronnie Coleman. And I'm like, I'm not somebody that likes to get photos of people because no, in my life, it just doesn't give me any yeah. value. Yeah. Feel like. so, We're but definitely getting a photo after this, by the way. Just so you know. That being said, on yeah. that note. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so Truzzy went over and I said, I'll take the photo for you. He goes, yeah, right. And he walked up to Ronnie Coleman and goes, hey, Ronnie, can we, uh, can we get a photo? Man, I've got a photo. And uh, um, uh, hold this symbol up. And Ronnie Coleman looks at him, kind of literally looks at him and goes, yeah, okay. 
Like, fuck. And Trudzy's like, what the fuck? Who the yeah. fuck is this guy? Just acting like the biggest fucking jerk. And Trudzy goes, hey, why don't you hold this dumbbell like this thousand pound dumbbell? You hold it up over your head. And, and Ronnie Coleman goes, nah, bro. <laughs> that sounds about right yeah yeah, yeah. And Trudy's yeah. Just like, so Trudy took the photo like just taking the piss out of Ronnie Cohen like yeah. pulling a funny face anyway <laughs> we walk over to the um, strongman section and Thor's there yeah and uh, there's this barrier and then he's about five meters away just yeah. doing his warm down or whatever we're like Thor hey good stuff today man and he goes boys boys move the barrier come on in come on in so he's a legend yeah, yeah, like he, yeah sweet walk over chatted to him for about 30 minutes that's sick Trazzy gets a photo with the dumbbell with yeah. Thor my mate Tunners gets a photo with the dumbbell with Thor I said fuck it I'm getting a photo with yeah, Thor yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm just like yeah. hugging the big dog I was so impressed he's the nicest guy in the world yeah. just yeah. a genuine legend there's See, only one person I've been like starstruck photo taking I met Arnold at yeah. Gold's, oh, yeah. Gold's Venice in California. That's sick. Chest day on a Monday. Oh, it was like so you were going, small. It was like going to the Vatican and like meeting Jesus on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like exactly. Yeah. And you ran. It's like imagine Let's if go. you like ran into him at like Whole Foods, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And you Jesus, were like, go to and meet Mark Watney or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? But it's like it was just perfect place. Like if you met Arnold and you were like fucking buying kale chips, yeah. and Whole, you'd be like, ah, oh, this is you know what? Oh, this is I'm not even going to leave. Yeah. Exactly. I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna ghost them. I'm just gonna walk right by them. Never mind. It was just like a bodily function. Like yeah. I, I had like my phone out and I'm like, ready to like. And I was like, oh fuck, I guess I we're doing this. Just, I thought you made your head not bad. With a jersey on, have a knob out. And out of the picture was taken from the waist up. Yeah, that's right. But yeah, it was. That was like the one starstruck. Oh yeah. He like saw. I saw him as I was leaving. He was coming. As we were leaving, we kind of left at the same time puts on like the camo jacket Sick. and he gets on to like like a like a like a fixie like a like a fix wheel bicycle yeah just, no, just, really? yeah just like a bicycle yeah, Rising yeah to the gym. With, with like with the fucking camo jacket <laughs> dude you swear he was going down rose avenue in a bad. fucking shopper man yeah, it's yeah, unbelievable yeah. it's just like what no one can make a schwinn look that <laughs> yeah. fucking cool they're like running on the treadmill yeah right that's so good yeah um i think arnold schwarzenegger is the number one person oh. in the world that i'll be awestruck by too yeah. I, I genuinely think and i've said this a bunch of times i think he's the most famous person on the planet well yeah what, apart, from, apart from Ronald McDonald but like <laughs> what, it was what like is, is Coca-Cola that's the most recognized I think so yeah, yeah, yeah he's I think so. the big yellow M which is both okay, yeah. as well he's yeah. gotta be on par with oh, that definitely, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I agree he was 100% my hero for pretty much my entire life 100% yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I think my dad did a really a good job as far, like, far as raising me where it's like you know he's he's a docile, soft-spoken Eastern Canadian. He's from Newfoundland. He's as close to hobbits as you're gonna get. <laughs> nice. And like if five seven, five seven and a half. Yeah. If he's wearing like Tim's, <laughs> and but I mean he would get home from the only way I was allowed to stay up late was if I watched movies with yeah, him. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, obviously I'm gonna do that. It was like. Bruce Willis, Mel Gibson before he was an anti-Semite, Schwarzenegger, like Commando, Terminator, Lethal Weapons, and I was like, yes, because you missed Stallone, my boy. Ah, I can't. He's that's too. I mean, oh shit. Oh, loved, loved. I was Arnold when I was young, but then when I got to about fifteen, I watched the first uh, Rambo movie. Yeah, I was like, this is fucking unbelievable. I I bought the box set straight up. Oh, oh, all the Rambo. Rambo. Oh yeah. See, I was Lethal Weapon and Die Hard were my go-to. I was gonna be. John John McClane yeah, 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 that was yeah, the yeah. one uh, oh, I was Harry Potter <laughs> explains a lot yeah, explains that's a lot. Right. yeah, yeah, yeah. you can definitely tell yeah and um, yeah so yeah anyway I was I was massively Stallone and you were Harry Potter right eh? 
Well, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, it was partly under the bus, partly I was, I mean, I, wa- I wanted to grow up being Hermione Granger. Actually, no, 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 I wanted to, All right, I wanted, I wanted, I wanted, I wanted to grow up, pursuit, I guess. I, yeah. I wanted to grow up being inside of Hermione Granger. Well, when she was consensual. Hang on, hang on, when she was about Once she was oh, consensual. Sorry, sorry, as a 24-year-old. Oh, right, hang on, wait, she's yeah. never consensual. Wasn't she was in school consensual. the whole time? Yep. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a uh, You're going to jail. He's sort I'm of a self-taught <laughs> expert on the field. This is mildly concerning. That's not good. Hey, um. Jordan, so what about um, what about you? You seem like a man who's um, pretty switched on with everything. So what about your? Um, <laughs> well, thanks very much. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, well, it's been great having you on the show, mate. <laughs> uh, what about your? Um, what about your nutrition as a powerlifter? Because I uh, we we recorded with um, Cam Cam. Cammy, what's his last name? I forget. Cam and old mate. Cam is a is an Australian powerlifter who's um, he holds. He's junior world records, or he's very, very high level powerlifter. Yeah. We were talking about like um, just basically nutrition for powerlifting, yeah, and you know you see all these um, people talking about like just eating as much shit as they can, getting their um, getting their donuts in, like Cam loading McKenzie. Their calories. Cameron McKenzie, Cameron McKenzie, okay. yep. loading their uh, loading their calories as soon as they can, post workout, whatever. And there's this whole kind of like donuts and deadlifts basically is a very popular brand. Like there's mm. this whole like perception that it's cool to be down at the donut store. Straight after you work out, I actually do that because I just fucking do. Yeah. But what's your what's your nutrition look like as a powerlifter? I'm I'm more strict now than I ever have been, regardless of any like athletic pursuit, like mm. hockey or otherwise. Um, I mean, I think it's from like a metabolic inflammatory recovery path, just mm. with how much damage you're doing. Because there is a point where it's just damage. Like, mm. it's not fun. It's not enjoyable. Yeah. I don't catch a pump. I feel like I get hit by a fucking bus. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I really take uh, what I think to be like a pretty smart approach. Like, all like it's, it's all based off training, right? Like, mm-hmm. for me, it's a little bit difficult now because, I mean, you can probably smell the ketones on my breath. <laughs> I think the last thing I had to eat was somewhere between San Francisco and Auckland. <laughs> um, so now, I mean this is not for health. I don't do this for health. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But in training, like I, my fats are high, my proteins moderate, my carbs are almost non-existent. Really? I really? have a really hard time, um, keeping a lower body weight with carbs period. Yeah. And for me, as far as like a recovery standpoint goes, especially as the intensity of the training gets high and the volume drops off, my need for carbs, that anabolic window, that donuts and deadlift shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's useless. Mm. pro-inflammatory to no end sugar yeah, shit you don't need it your body has the ability to go through gluconeogenesis you will get available blood glucose from stores within your body mm. that you don't need to be ingesting exogenous carbs especially sugar especially mm. post-workout it's so tasty doesn't it yeah no don't do okay uh, I mean, let's be from, honest I'm so not changing. on Saturday <laughs> yeah, yeah. But from between the hours of 8.30 and 10 o'clock yeah. between weigh-ins and like I will be a professional eater yeah I will be the biggest fucking hypocrite 39 plus pizzeria is good. already yeah they have a Nutella donut that oh, will be going down good. multiple times over yeah but it's like in training where for me it's like you're just powerlifting and bodybuilding and strength sports are mm. sports that are played out in the gym mm. right I have already competed it's, mm. this is this is the fun shit this is the manifestation it's entirely proactive it's not reactive at all it's not like you go you run your own race right I'm not worried my numbers are set I already know what I'm gonna hit mm. first second third attempts if all goes well nine for nine I'm in I don't if, if someone else drops out with a stomach bug and I win by default, fine, cool, whatever. But I just want to, I have a number in mind and that's really it. So the last 12 weeks have just been 
getting to the point where those numbers are attainable. Yeah. And for me, it's uh, carbs are few and far between more so early in the training cycle where there's more volume where I think I'll, I'll put them to use and not really gain weight. But even then it's fairly strategic. Mm. Um, I'll do like the blowout cheat meal stuff. Got to keep the wife happy. I mean, I've been, yeah. dude, I got married December 17th. I don't think I've been home for dinner since. <laughs> so kind of like just screwing the pooch a little bit as yeah. far as like. Not literally. Put, no, 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 no. But as far as like just. What doggies you <laughs> Oh, wow. Luckily, she's not going to listen to this. So I'm not at all worried. Um, Sorry, man. Is Aussie a breed? Sorry, man. Go with him and about your walk. Yeah, it's all good. She says worse. That has to be one of the funniest things you've ever said on the show. Um, <laughs> you said that in a real negative way, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. It's just, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just protein, keep the fats high. So um, are you proper ketogenic then? Uh, no, I mean, I'll throw it in like once a week. The last couple of weeks, I'll throw in like the blowout cheat meal. Yeah. Just because the metabolism kind of goes static throughout the week. Mm. And I mean, I, I started the training cycle at 120 kilos. I'm closing in, hopefully knock on wood on 110. I mean, the sauna Shit, tonight man. and I should be, should be good to go. Uh, so where do you where are your sources of fat like what what's what's just avocado run, run through some diet. oh yeah I mean let's like walk through some like a, yeah, yeah. an average day first thing in the morning it'll just be like black coffee half an avocado four or five whole eggs and then a couple hours later maybe protein shakes some yep. natural peanut butter third meal so two three hours after that egg whites the other half of the avocado pre-workout red meat nuts just keep the fats high and then yep. again depends on where i'm at in the training cycle i'll do like a leaner protein and rice earlier in the training cycle okay. just if it's going to be more volume based more hypertrophy based stuff mm -hmm. like that but i mean my last couple of weeks have just been like hell like yeah. just you because i mean you got to work up to a heavy like double or triple on squat or bench but mm -hmm. it's like deadlift squat bench or deadlift but it's like take i mean i don't take big jumps in training mm -hmm. i'm not like one plate two plate blue plate green plate kind mm -hmm. of thing like very strategic okay what's my top set what increments am i going to climb by and i mean i like to i like to not have that catastrophic moment where i know guys that'll you know their first um like their first set like they won't even go empty bar they'll mm. go right to like 300 pounds <laughs> so Jesus what like 140 Christ. kilos well, so. just just yeah walk in off the street i mean granted oh, their, their top fuck. end is you know 400 kilos yeah but still it's like for me i liked every step of the way just that consistency but if i'm working up to 325 330 yeah it's like that's a long training session oh yeah 100 and then if you think of like sports specificity where it's like i mean coming from a quote-unquote conventional sport background where like you know i trained for hockey in a way that would be dynamically correspondent to how i play hockey mm. and i try to apply that same mindset like if i'm going to be on a platform with 14 other guys in a flight mm. And they all take a minute. I'm looking at a 15 minute rest period. Hundred percent, right? So I mean, if I'm taking these incremental jumps, and you know, if I'm doing top doubles, for example, I'll yeah. do like you know, I'll do set of 20 with the bar, right. 10 with the bar. But the idea with that is like you want your volume to be adequate enough to build the technique. That yeah. repetition will make your technique more efficient. Every rep you do, you should sort of be able to tune in a little mm -hmm. bit more to the mechanics of the movement without reaching a point that that repetition is now causing fatigue that will detriment the movement. Yeah. So it's finding that, that, that sweet break spot. even at sweet spot. Exactly. So I mean, there's long ass training sessions. Mm. Um, 
yeah so last going off it's just like the carbs are negligible really it's just a matter of getting your head right for the training session but the nice part is and i do it in a way that's you you kind of it would almost be like purposely training at a deficit like training at fatigue like when i go to work out it's usually after a 12 hour day Mm, i've done six seven hours in my office six seven hours up at stanford Mm. some online bullshit and then by the time it's like eight o'clock oh wait great now i get to deadlift so everyone's like oh man like aren't you worried about like the flight i'm like are you fucking kidding me i get to sit down for 18 (laughs) hours i haven't sat down for 18 hours like last like two years so it's just like you just do flybys yeah what are you doing today i'm just going for flight yeah 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 yeah. honestly sorry yeah i mean shit like 18 hours in coach this will be the last podcast. This is gonna be an interesting podcast with your jaw wired shut. so just like I mean the fact that I I'll go through the twelve hour day working and I mean it's not like my jobs are benign, right? Like I'm I have someone's leg on my shoulder for yeah. half the day yeah. and I'm loading bars the other half of the day. So if I can <laughs> show up to a meet relatively well rested and then get in, this would be my first two hour weigh in. So most of the federations that compete in the United States, 24 hours. Oh, really? Oh, mm. but let Man, me tell you, that is, a, that's a whole nother level. It is. It's, and then that's one thing that I really like about this federation is that they're trying to level the playing field mm, although yeah. i mean i'll put on seven kilos between 8 30 saturday yeah. morning and 10 30 saturday morning Fuck. without breaking a sweat like yeah. i will be a professional eater You'll from 8 30 to 10 30 and then i will be a power lifter man you must be on. counting down the seconds oh can't fucking wait man <laughs> i can't fucking wait. I, I mean I'll, the hardest part will be with a two-hour way in keeping it keeping it clean yes right of like oats fats i don't really need maybe just to slow down the digestion a little Mm. bit protein's not really going to be there it's just going to be like picking smart carb sources because you can get you can let that run away with you pretty quickly oh especially Um, in this mindset of like being starved essentially yeah i'm celebrating an eating disorder yeah Yeah, that's right from Uh, one eating disorder to another yeah absolutely and you tell everyone my last competition i did i did reebok record breakers in dublin california in november of last year um, the week leading into it, uh, I was, diet was going well. And then just kind of like how to, how to fight with the missus. And I just like had to save face, went out for dinner, ice cream, all that. I stepped on the scale at like 121 kilos the Sunday before the meet where I had to be 110. Shit, man. Made the cut for the Friday, got down. So I think I lost something like 26 pounds between Sunday and Friday That's and then insane. between Friday and Saturday morning I put on 25 what that is yeah. insane how yeah. much would that have been water weight oh a large part of it yeah. I mean just think about like and that's what I like about I mean obviously there's a lot of reasons I like being a leaner powerlifter like to me the fat powerlifter thing is just it's so antiquated now mm-hmm. and really it looks good yeah and that's that's, honestly that's Mm. such a huge part of it Mm. you look at the guys who you know and it's that's a big part of the marketability of it is can you look like a superhero and lift all these lift all these weights um but because the more muscle mass you carry the more water potential water weight you can also carry with that too right Mm. so the more fun you can have with the way it's so it's kind of funny because the idea with this meat is to like keep it a level playing field yeah i'll be 
20 pounds heavier than so, other guys I'm competing against. Trying to find this photo. Yeah. That, um, but I'm also suffering like yeah, that's no right. other right now. So. <laughs> but what's the thing? So like you, so you're going to have that massive period where you're eating tons of food and then do you have to compete later that day? Yeah. So you still have to sort of be smart about what you eat so not, sure. not to just... Yeah, so I mean, you know. if you think about it for me, like, and this is something I consider in training, right? The My squat workouts are the ones I'll come in the most empty for mm-hmm. because I don't want to feed, like really refeed too much post way into the point. Like I'll have like some pancakes and salt is going to be the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. And that's where a lot of guys overshoot. They overshoot on the sugar. Well, sugar is going to release water in your GI tract, that's going to cause you to bloat. I want my belt to fit everything the way it's fit the whole yeah, training yeah. cycle. I don't want to show up wearing another pair of fucking shoes, right? <laughs> Why would I want to wear my belt in a different way? That's true. But after the squat, it's on. That's mm. really when the refeed kind of t- takes full effect. I'll yeah. eat anything and everything. Because bench... While you're competing. What's that? While you're competing. Well, yeah, I mean, because there's three weight classes that we'll cycle through on Sunday or right. on Saturday. Sorry. Mm-hmm. So we'll go through, uh, shit, I don't even, 95 is the next lighter, which is strange because usually they have a hundred kilo weight class and the 110. So I think it's like, yeah, the weight classes are different. Yeah. So a lot of, my, a lot of, you may know. no, no, a lot of my friends have been competing like a girl, uh, Sinead at PTC. Oh yeah. 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 You yeah, do yeah I think I met her last yeah, night. Yeah. You yeah, met her yeah, last yeah, night. Yeah, sure. Yeah. She's, she's normally 67.5. Yeah. But she's trying to compete at 60 because that's the closest because it's normally 67.5 and something much harder for her to make it to. Right. So, yeah, yeah, a bunch of out, the PTC athletes yeah. are dealing with different weight categories yeah, as it well. Was, I mean, mine is the same, but there's usually the ones underneath. But anyways, um, there's three other weight classes. There's three weight classes total on Saturday for mm. the men's, and it's going to be the lighter guys will lift first. So I'll have a little bit more time before I warm up. Granted, they'll be minutes ahead of me in, mm. in, in warm up or in weigh-ins. I think weigh-ins start at eight 30. Um, it takes less time to weigh people in than it does to cycle through 15 100%. people loading bars and all that. So, um, I'll be a little further ahead of the eight ball as far as like getting some of the weight back some of the lighter guys. Cause they're literally off the scale into the warm up room where I'm off the scale into a Tupperware container. And that, that's <laughs> yeah. kind of where you'll find me. But pre-squat is going to be, is going to be a little bit more, uh, controlled posts because my big the biggest one for me that you're gonna get the most out of is is putting on more weight for the weight moves mm-hmm. weight especially for the deadlift yeah, where like sure. there's not that loaded eccentric we just grip and rip if there's more of you to pull then by all means so mm-hmm. coming off the squat then it's putting back calories because really I mean laying flat on your back I've never seen anyone throw up bench pressing <laughs> yeah, which yeah. is basically my canary down the coal mine just say fuck it go yeah. for it right okay. um, I've seen someone throw up laying flat on their back though I've told oh, her that yeah, story, yeah, about, story yeah. about, uh, that chick uh, it was one of the greatest things I've ever seen oh, but she wasn't she was really was really, she a pal really, <laughs> this chick was uh, really drunk at a bar one time in Indonesia um, yeah I told her to, I, I, she was the beginning of any great story <laughs> yeah, by the way I love where this is going the, um, me trying to look out for her I said no 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 no. lie down it'll be better just lie down get your breath because you're a doctor right because she loved down straight, flat on her back and then just threw up just in a fountain straight up and then straight back down on her back. Well, that's gravity for you, I guess. Yeah. Well, there was a girl in uh, in Florida. She was like one of the higher-ranked national powerlifters in the United States who third attempt. Have you guys seen this? I've seen this. It went, I yeah, about. just... I don't know what... It was someone, I think someone told me what she ate and it was just like, oof, that oh. was a bad idea. 
And the guy I feel bad for, the head judge. The, the, oh, no. the chick fucking locked it out. Wow. And I'm talking like, I mean, from here to maybe the bike yeah, away. Yeah, the yeah. head judge isn't like right in your grill, right? Like he's back. And this was just like, just projectile, like definition. And just like, she gets the bar to the knees. And she girded him with vomit. Yeah, yeah. nice. And Some people are into she it. She gets three, yeah, not for me. Yeah. Uh, she gets the three white lights and oh. it's just like, it was, I wouldn't have, I don't have that mental fortitude. Yeah. Yeah. that it's like the second it's uh, the bar is on the ground yeah yeah it's I've got to watch it yeah. because wouldn't you um, so what, she, she munted all over the judge yeah oh, as oh, she man. was pulling yeah as, as she was pulling yeah, yeah and she finished it that was like because yeah. yeah. everyone like it'll shit goes viral because it goes outside of the niche exactly. that, right so everyone within it was just like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, yeah, but like if people, like the uninitiated, were like, that's fucking yeah, disgusting. Yeah. They're not wrong, mind you. It's just they don't see the respect behind, like, wow, she was actually able to lock that out. Yeah, right? like, exactly. If I feel like I have to, like, shit myself, I, I'll take 10 minutes yeah. and then I'll, like, try the deadlift. But she just went for it. Fuck. I'll yeah. shit myself. I won't even, even be lifting a bar. Yeah. I mean, I've just, I've just, just put casual, my body right now, yeah. actually. <laughs> oh, that's gold. Oh, uh, shit. So what numbers are you going for then? Over the uh, 870 total. 870 total. So, can you just close um, the. Yeah, so 40. I'm supposed to start with squat. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to do this. I mean, 335. 335 squat? 335 squat. Yep. So that's like 737. Yeah. Um, oh, that's right. So you, the kilos. The kilos. Yeah, 335. Yeah. I was yeah, like, I've got you. Yeah, I'm not going to show you. That would be, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And first, and like, I, I don't have that. I would not fly across the world <laughs> yeah. to get my ass handed to me with a 335-pound squat over. <laughs> or it would be like the biggest sandbag attempt yeah. ever. Yeah. I'd, I'd be stuck with 330-pound squat. Yes. Jesus, <laughs> right? That would just be like, yeah. Knees in, knees in, knees in. Yes. Bench... Uh, 2025 or 205 we'll see and now there's some big benchers yeah right. uh, you guys know Sebastian Orem yeah yeah so oh, Bass will yeah. go Aussie, hang on wait so, uh, base uh, gym Sydney yeah Aussie, Aussie strength coach yeah yeah, yeah yeah so, you know, Australian strength coach Oh, yes, yes, yeah, yes, because know, yeah. we don't have names anymore. We just yeah, have Instagram right. handles. We have handles. So just imagine, <laughs> like, you know, or they say that our kids will grow up. You know, God willing, we have them. Yeah. Uh, hopefully not. But they'll grow up and not know how to drive, not have the need to know how to drive. No, no. But there'll be a time where they won't have names. I'm confident that the mm. birth certificate will just have, like, at so-and-so, yeah. right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's and they won't know how to ride either. Yeah, child 69. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, that's actually my, my firstborn's child name. It's just his name, actually. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, geez. I could already see, like, the email address <laughs> on the resume. Have yeah, you seen some of these? Oh, my God. It'd be shocking. Roxy, um, Roxy, 69. I don't know what you're up to. Milk Smasher 85. There you oh, go. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's actually what makes um, email. That's Doc's old one. He'll bench, like, two... 220, 230, like oh, 500 plus pound man. venture. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, so I'll go, yeah, 205, try and fit like 446 or 446 pounds or, five, or 457. And then deadlift, 730, or sorry, I'm like mixing the two up. 335, 340, 345. Oh, we'll, we'll kind of see. Um, that's the one that's always like with the way I taper training. Yep. That that third attempt is is always the one that like is I'm most happy with. All right, again. yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Better deadlifter than than bencher or squat squatter, mid to average bencher, mm-hmm. average deadlift. I think I'm a little bit stronger, so I'll fare, which is nice too because you kind of finish 
uh, you finish off the day because each each attempts right like are 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 all comparative. We don't go in the same order the entire day, mm. right? So all finish pretty much hopefully one of the last mm. the last lifters like that'll be we, good yeah will i will co zero he'll go like something stupid like yeah. 360 370 or something uh, yeah, so you can lift that wide off the i floor, have man. no idea and, but it's like i've said that about weights that i now currently lift yeah, yeah. and i still don't know because it's, <laughs> it's just a different like feeling mm. like 600 pounds is still fucking heavy yeah, yeah. i can do it numerous times but it's still like like it, it just you leave a little bit of yourself there every yeah. single time and it's just like i couldn't imagine getting up in like you know the 400 kilo like or these guys like we talked about eddie and brian like a thousand pounds yeah it's, you, it's why ridiculous. just stop yeah have you seen the um eddie Hall documentary Houses. i have yeah we so watched good. that on netflix the other Fucking day right. yeah have you seen it no nah. just uh, a documentary about yeah, the, watch it. the uk power uh, strongman eddie hall yeah yeah, yeah. just a good documentary yeah, makes you get right behind him too like yeah because he's just he's just a bloke that just doesn't seem like the most talented bloke. Like obviously, yeah. he, his biggest talent is work ethic. Mm-hmm. You know, like and and I think he's that's just, so understated. Yeah, like people talk about genetics and stuff, and I think mm. that's such a hardwired genetic component. Is like absolutely how many lazy fucking people do you know? Yeah, that are just like you look at him like, dude, if you just gave oh. half a shit, you'd be unreal. Yeah, and it's just like they don't have it. Just like, people oh, use such that a waste. excuse though all the time. It's like, sure. oh yeah, but he's got good genetics. It's like, yeah, but that doesn't mean yeah. you shouldn't try or like mm. good genetics don't get his fucking ass no. up every single morning yeah, at like six o'clock right? that's right that's yeah. right yeah um no that eddie hall that's he's like the people's champion man yeah, yeah. it's such a good it I gets you so got, fired up um, i think at the start of the documentary he's like six in the world's strongest man i think yeah. in his last in his last sentence, something like that and then the documentary plays out and he he um finishes fourth and he has a hand injury in that one and then last year in the last comp he's third now and the yeah. only two dudes ahead of him are brian shaw and the mountain i'm yeah. pretty sure yeah Fuck. so his, his goal is like one time in my life I want to win the win world's it. strongest man yeah so now sick. I'm like I'm right behind him yeah, yeah, right yeah. the world's strongest Get man as well yeah. well, have you ever seen, love watching you ever seen Generation Iron <laughs> yeah I've seen Generation Iron yeah, it's like, like, like Kai Green and Generation yeah, Iron exactly. he's just, just like wanna... beloved sweetheart underdog yeah. story shit haircut yeah strange cut yeah so because they're coming out with another one eh oh there's well there's tough well the new Generation Iron is there a new generation on? Yeah, don't watch it. Yeah, pretty average. Well, it's because it's now it's t- takes a hard look at like the social media influence uh, and like mm. basically it takes Instagram famous people and it makes them silver screen famous and it's like <sighs> I can't I can't support nah, nah, nah. Like, we were well, you you name dropped a few people earlier in the show and I literally covered the mic yeah. and got reflexively talk <laughs> mad shit about the stupid people that social media has made famous. Yeah, yeah. That movie just. We'll have to go back to the show and then re listen to it and then just oh, make that big. I know exactly who he was talking about. <laughs> yeah, 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 I know yeah. exactly who he was talking and about. Like, <laughs> from the bitch for trail. I could, I could go for days. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's just, what what dude, problem do you have with. Uh, we, uh, we don't need to go anyone in, in particular. I mean, we names. can if you want. Well, if, I mean, Mark if, Bell, you just was, was the I guy just you talking about. Like, I mean, it's, it's a gym that's close to where we're at. And yeah. I mean, I respect the business side of mm. things, but. I mean, so if you go to our gym, it's like I said, it's gray paint and loud music. There's yep. no, if you try to shoot a fucking music video or that you pay some Asian kid to follow you around with a DSLR. <laughs> yeah. No, get the fuck out of there. I don't, right. you don't want your money. It's not worth it. Yeah. Right. Some money it's not worth making where that gym is, is now a studio. Like there are people that will drive down from Sacramento to train with us R- yeah. because it's about the lifting. Mm-hmm. It's not about likes and subscribers. Granted, those are, those are tangible business metrics. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like when I get together with colleagues that do similar things that I do, we don't talk about adjusting or soft tissue work or anything like that. That's stuff we all know. Mm. We talk about 
literally like conversion rate from Instagram posts. Like Building if you brand. can get a shit. Yeah. And it's, yep. and it's just, it's a weird conversation to have on a business end of thing. Granted, I mean, I was, I don't like the social media side. Like I don't like doing it. It's a necessary evil. Oh, and it. Yeah, right? it's definitely it's a dispositive. necessary evil. It's yeah. the perfect way to say Like it. the yeah. vanity and everything is just like, Lots. I can assign a dollar value. Like if mm. one of my, you know, an athlete with X number of hundreds of thousands of followers does a post with me, I can yeah. see this return on the office or this return on online sales mm. or whatever. Um, so, I mean, I do it, but it's just when it's, it's done at such a pe- like such a pitch and such a frequency mm. and it just doesn't resonate with any sort of intelligence like it, when it becomes entertainment yeah mm. that to me it's like you know Take you, it away from sport, yeah, you have to have I mean you can put furniture in the room but at the end of the day you have to have steel in the fucking walls right yeah, and yeah. I think that's a lot of what I see that's wrong with especially in powerlifting because everyone it's it's a rat like it's a fucking it's a rat race well that's it's what I mean like rush. you look at like um you look at the guests on the powercast for example and I'm like who the fuck's this guy and I'll look him up and he's got like 100,000 YouTube followers mm. and, and this and that. And I just feel like powerlifting, that's what I think of when I think of powerlifting. I mm. think of YouTube. Yeah. I think of YouTube mm. stars, you know? like yeah. And that's that's probably because a lot of the powerlifting because fighters like... how it shifted. Yeah, yeah. But um, but you must admit, I think Mark Bell's doing it well though. Surely his power, um, super training the stuff... The one thing I will say about the powercast, I am extremely close friends with the guy that does the intro. The guy with like more bass in his voice. Jim McD. No, you're talking Matt Nickerson. Oh, he does Matt like Nixon. Dick this, Lickerson. Dick Lickerson. <laughs> Dick yeah. Lickerson. So he is a, like he lives across the street from me. He's a very close friend. That yeah. is my favorite part of the podcast. Luckily, it's the intro, so I can turn it off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can Stop turn it, it off. That was a great show. Well, it's, just, yeah, yeah, it's like there's such there's not a market for intelligence. Yeah. Right, which drives me nuts because it's the products. Like I took a go at Donnie Thompson. Mm-hmm. And the bow tie. Have you seen this thing? No, no. So it's like this postural. It's a, a bow tie, though. Yeah, but not in the way. I mean, I'm fine with. They're hard to tie. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, they're, but they're like this thing is like it's like a it's like a posture shirt that you wear. It's like it just pins your shoulders back. Mm-hmm. And for oh, me, yeah. have you you've seen that? Yeah, yes. yeah. So yes. I mean, I took a go at him, and it's like I'll I'll take. I don't like going after people. Mm. Just what they. I'll go after what they do, not who they are. Yeah. Right. Because I think that crosses a bit of a line, but it's like with the marketability of some of these products, it's like I can't. As a, as a clinician, as someone who is someone who is poor because they choose to have integrity and like sleep at night. Yeah. In a cardboard fucking box that I'm paying twenty five hundred a month for in the Silicon Valley. Yeah. Granted, it just drives me nuts to see stupid people getting rich selling shit to even stupider people. Oh well, man. I mean, that isn't that isn't that. Isn't that sentence right there the definition of Instagram? Like just yeah, tons exactly. of hot chicks so like putting up fucking hot videos. Yeah. Or the like, definition of the economy. Well, yeah, the economy. Right, exactly. Yeah, probably more this and more <laughs> yeah, so the yeah, economy. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, um, I'm still following all the girl. <laughs> no. Yeah. But no, uh, I've got a big problem with, it's with not, Instagram. It's not good. I, I just spoke to Tommy before because I deleted it for... Um, so I've got a personal Instagram, hmm. which I obviously continue to grow for this reason, yeah. same as you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. I've got two for Adventure Radio and Adventure Travel, which my assistants run, so I don't have much to do with that. I oversee it, but yeah. I don't have to actually do the day-to-day, which is good. But I deleted Instagram and Facebook. I've got the newsfeed blocked on my computer, but I still... And I went pretty well for about two or three months there. Yeah. And now I still fucking sneak back on there and yeah. I get dragged into this and that. Now I'm back using both of them again because I just don't think they're a positive impact on fucking anyone. No. Well, like, not, but you have to, you you have to it, be able to... Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. But, and the other thing is, yeah, just the Insta fame. I think yeah. it's just created a market that leaves beautiful people with an outlet to not give anything really back to society. And I, right. I went on a date with a chick last week 
She has a lot of friends. Um, she works at a strip club, and uh, she had a lot of friends that are like <laughs> just a few little things there. No, no, no. She worked at a strip club. She had a lot of friends in one of Melbourne's best strip clubs. A lot of her friends got like, what are they called? Um, suicide, uh, like suicide girls. You know, like suicide, suicide girls. girls. They're like chicks, chicks with like tattoos and like fucking oh, goth. Uh, like, yeah. I know like that suicide squad sort of girl. Uh, no, nah, it's just called suicide girls. Oh, I don't know. Right. I don't really know what it is, but like these chicks, like the strippers, they have like fucking half a million followers, million yeah, followers, yeah. ten million followers, whatever. And she was trying to explain to me how hard it is to run the Instagram and then that's yep. the business. And I'm like, I get that, but I also don't think that it's a it's not giving anything back to society apart yeah. from a fucking big, nice pair of... Don't, don't get me wrong. Yeah, I yeah, love yeah, a yeah. big, nice yeah, pair yeah. of round <laughs> boobs, but, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's you've just... Got to, you've, got to, yeah, you've, got to, you've got to look at it from Instagram the business as opposed to Instagram the person. When it's something like that... <laughs> Instagram the person. Instagram, I well, get what you like, mean. Yeah, yeah who they are as opposed to what they do. Yeah, yeah, like, sort of thing. like what you yeah. were saying before. It's like if someone's just doing that, yeah. um, it's it's harder to, to find the, the, the distinction. But at the end of the day, having those big tits is her business. Well, you know what? I know I wasn't born in her shoes. I mean, if I had that out to not do much work and make a fair bit of money for yeah. hashtag and, you know... Um, <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Hashtag shaker. Then I, you know, who knows? Under that, when you've got that opportunity, maybe you would actually oh, do that. Do I don't that know. sort I'm of not, stuff. Tags a protein shake next to the rack. <laughs> that's what I'm just using as an example. That's yeah. what that's a textbook kind yeah. of you know. Oh, it's very textbook. Well, I mean, I'll even get like I'll have it, like a distance within my own post, mm-hmm. right? Like I'll put together that something that I think is like okay, no one has looked at training in this way or mm-hmm. this potential mechanism of like injury prevention using this implement, whatever. And I'm like, fuck, this is even to me, it's like. I'll sit back and make that was good. Yeah. Let's 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 watch it pile up. <laughs> Nothing. I'll do some dumb thing where I like fucking buy some whatever and it's yeah. like that goes like really? fucking. I don't even get me started with that. It's like it's like let's America's that. <laughs> it's like America's funniest home videos doesn't have to exist. That, but that's why strength sports will never be serious because yeah. it, they're the Harlem fucking Globetrotters mm. when they're not the NBA. Yeah. Right? Mm. It's like yeah that's great. There's no there's no regulatory oversight. There's mm. no unity but everyone's doing these fucking sideshow lifts to get followers and likes. Yeah. It's like, we don't have ESPN. We don't Mm. have TSM. We don't have, we have Instagram. Right. So then it just becomes a fucking race to the top is who has more followers. And it's like, from a business standpoint though, like you'd rather have like a higher conversion rate. And that's Mm. the thing. It's like, you know, your, your friend there that you're bringing home to mom. Yeah. She's got stripper friends. Mm. Wicked. But what's their conversion rate? Because how many guys are just like you? How many guys are just tuning in just for like, I'm not buying, I'm not buying you fucking protein. Yeah, no, exactly. I'm not here for the protein. Yeah. Yeah. You're lucky lucky if you get a double tap when you're sitting on the can drunk at three in the morning. (laughs) Exactly. 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 So like, I mean, that's more of a metric that I kind of hang my hat on is conversion rates. Exactly. Like, you know, people actually want to work with you. They value what you're saying. Yeah. Putting out there. And I mean, think like that's something to strive for because Definitely. the second you let the integrity go, then you're just some chick with knockers and mm. yeah. protein shaker, right? And then, yeah. then all of a sudden you need an extra 100,000 followers to get one person that you can monetize from that. Yeah, that's a really yeah. interesting way of looking at it because, um, yeah, that's what you really want, isn't it? You want, it's like the, um, what's the book of 100 real followers or something like that oh, a thousand yeah, thousand yeah, yeah. Followers or yeah something, whatever I've it is. read about that, is that Gary V Gary Vanderchuk I don't know who I can't remember I, I haven't even read the book it's yeah. just a theory like you can have a, a trillion followers and but if you've got a hundred real fans yeah, that are right. going to live and breathe what you do and you know yep. you're going to um, yeah then that's that's what you really want at the end mm, of the yeah. day so yeah 100% um, 
Tommy, I don't think we had, we had time for a good yeah, amount of science. Yeah, we had time which, for a I, yes. really, I didn't really want to. Did you want to... No. Should we go to six from six? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Right. For sure. Let's Jordan, so... Um, sorry, sorry, mate. Yeah. So, um, before we get you out of here, we got three questions from me, three questions from Tommy. Are you, uh, are you ready for Let's it? Let's do it. All right, so my, uh, my first question is... Your, where is your favorite travel destination on the planet? Oh, uh, I think it's upcoming. So we're doing our honeymoon coming wait, up. Wait, wait, wait. It has to be somewhere that you've been. Okay. Because <laughs> uh, the next question is... Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So toss up. Uh, I mean, the wife's from Dalmini, so far south and south mm. Wales. Yeah. Um, we got married there. So beautiful. So Dal is, the Dal, Dalmini and Aruma is close or tied with Kauai. Yeah, um, we did five days in Kauai a couple of years ago, mm. and it was like, have you ever seen the movie Groundhog Day? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, he, he just relives the shittiest day. Yeah. But at one point during the movie, he goes, you know, I was in the Bahamas once. I met a girl, and that night we ate lobster and made love like sea lions. Mm. That was essentially our five days in Kauai. <laughs> so sick. if I could relive that, like, no joke, we we did a helicopter tour the whole nine yards had dinner at the St. Regis next to James Bond, like Pierce Brosnan was at the table next to us. The Kauai is Kauai and Dalmini. Mm. Are sea lions famous for boning? Some uh, sort no, of... I think it was just like I think <laughs> or it was, you just was have sex he really was weird. Set, he was setting the scene. I <laughs> yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, more yeah. so what he was doing. I really but we to, did uh, see seals like there. Bonobos, oh, I would have said. <laughs> yeah, I really want to see how sea lions actually bone now, just like to see what you kind of how you, how you went about it. Yeah, yeah. I think you're going to need another guest for <laughs> yeah. that. I don't know if I'm your man. <laughs> that's right. Uh, um, I'll just go on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my second question is um, your dream travel destination. So somewhere that you haven't been that's top of the bucket list. I think it's coming up. Yeah, so we're going mm. on our honeymoon uh, first two weeks of May. Mm-hmm. So the itinerary as it stands now is we're flying into Barcelona via Frankfurt from San Francisco. We're going to spend four or five days in Barcelona and mm-hmm. then go up to San Sebastian. Sick. Yeah. Awesome. So San Sebastian's so good. I've heard nothing Fuck. but good things. We literally have like the tapas restaurants oh. and the patisseries all picked out. But the, I mean, she's wife's an Aussie, so yeah. she's she's all about getting in the getting in the surf. Yep. She wants to have a croissant in France, so I think we're going to go to Biarritz for a day. <sighs> um, and then from there, we're going to go over to Positano, Amalfi Coast, uh, just south of Naples. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to spend four or five days there before we head back. So I think that was sick. that was literally we 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 put a lot of thought into that, yeah. and I think that was on both of our buckets. I mean, she likes she likes wine and surf. I like cheese and chocolate. Yeah, so yeah, let's, yeah. Fuck it, let's do it. So I yeah, that would great. be that would be the the bucket list trip. I yeah. think from there, yeah. The um, tapas bars in San Sebastian are so funny. You walk in there any time of day, and there's music pumping, and everyone's dancing around, yeah. and everyone's just eating tapas. Yeah. <laughs> it's insane. Like, yeah. you, and you just you'll right. stop. You go. Um, all, all day pretty much. Yeah, like yeah. All, all in well, the they, night. They open late, like, late. Like I'm like, and they, have, they do have siestas too. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm period. like one of them. I've looked into this in great detail. Like we're very fastidious travelers. Like the itinerary, I could pull up the Google Doc and show you our itinerary. <laughs> And it's like one place is like 11.30 to 3.30. It opens like lunch mm-hmm. and it doesn't open again until like 8.30 at night. Oh, right. Yeah, right. Like, I'm going to fucking bed. Like yeah. usually, yeah. usually, I mean, yeah. it won't be then, but like most nights you're not going to catch it. Pass. Yeah. <laughs> and that's such like a European thing. I love it. I yeah, love yeah. just like, mm. you know, this, screw what digestion says. I'm eating fucking pasta yeah, at 11.30 yeah. at night. Yeah. Like, but I think, I don't, I don't know what they do. They must treat it more like they probably have like three square meals and maybe they yeah. eat them in of style. But when mm. you're a traveler, for me, it was like, all right, we've got 500 meters to walk from the bus station to the hostel or wherever yeah. we're going. And there might be like four different tapas bars along the way. We'll stop at every one. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. It's just yeah. the tour I of I wonder tapas. if this risotto is different <laughs> yeah. than the risotto right. 20 yeah, yeah, years exactly. away. Yeah. It's, oh, man, that's going to be great. Um, 
And then my final question is, um, do you have any books that you have loved that you like to recommend? They can be any sort of read. Can be a comic I mean, book, I'm, can be a I'm just like a nerdy anatomist and, and at the core. So, I mean, I was just doing my seminar yesterday and the one I find I reference the most, and this is, isn't to do with anything travel or anything, but Anatomy Trains, Thomas Myers, mm-hmm. for people who like to work out, I think is a really good roadmap for predicting injuries and just kind of knowing how muscles make movements. Mm-hmm. Um Injury side of things, ultimate back pain and performance, Stuart McGill, just a good reference to have. Mm-hmm. I think it sort of breaks down a lot of common misconceptions about back injuries. And for me, that's that's my whole life is yep. training mm-hmm. and dealing with people in pain. So those are two I really like. I mean, outside of that, uh, Airport Reads, uh, Malcolm Gladwell. He's, yeah. he's graduate of the alma mater, University of Toronto guy. So mm-hmm. I'll, read, I'll read his stuff. It's pretty mm-hmm. clever. Um, Blink, so, Outliers are probably the last two I read. David and Goliath was yep. interesting. Um, but outside of that, I'm not too like eclectic or anything like that when it comes to reading. Gotcha. It's pretty mm-hmm. much, cool. if I have a thought, it's straight to Google Scholar and see if yeah, I can send me. Pub Show. med shit, stuff yep. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, Jordan. Uh, what do you like to do when you have some spare time or dinner, dinner time? Dinner, food. just dinner. Honestly, <laughs> I was, breakfast time. You know what? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I rarely have free time. Again. <laughs> Honestly, when we, uh, I mean, when I met Melissa, Melissa's brother's a fine dining chef. He owns. Mm-hmm. If anyone, if this is Australia, like a lot of Australians do, fifty percent of Australia. If you are in New South Wales or even, uh, I guess it would be the eastern part of Victoria, anywhere on the coast, mm. he is an executive chef at a restaurant called The Whale in Naruma. And unreal. Like, my idea of fine dining, so where I'm from in Canada, like, southwestern Ontario, Windsor, right across from Detroit, Michigan, Mm. about as bad as it's going to get. Like, one of the highest unemployment rates. My idea of fine dining growing up was, hey, let's go to Applebee's. Like, oh, shit, it must be serious. He's taking her to Applebee's. Someone's getting married. Yeah, right? But, like, I met Melissa, and, I mean, her brother's unbelievable chef. I might drive there right now just to, like, nine fucking hours. Pay tomorrow. Yeah, right? But since living in San Francisco Bay Area, like I really have, I don't want to say I'm a foodie because I think there's an air of snobbery yeah, that comes with, with it. But the food in San Francisco is out of control. Mm. Um, so whenever we have time and I'm not training, it's you, you know we'll get on the Michelin list. We'll see what's around, and it's every it seems like every block there's there's another Michelin mm. two or three. So that's sort of our thing now. Is just we just sit down, nice dinner, mm. not have to worry about cook, clean, awesome dishes, shit Get like tough. that. So that's that's our go to. Nice. Um, what about someone you looked up to as a kid or someone you currently look up to? Um, I mean, I, I like celebrity status. Yeah. Like, anyone, anyone. I don't know. Anyone. Like how corny do you... How, radio, uh, <laughs> how corny do you want to do this? Oh, uh, let's make it super corny then. We'll make it super um, corny. I mean, the old man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah pops. Like, because it's funny. I talked about like watching like all those like Rambo and yeah, yeah what a, like Commando, all the Terminator movies and all that. But it's like... That really got me through, like, when I was 16, 17, like, that got me through a lot of bicep workouts. Like, yeah. you know, Sick. get to the chopper. Like, oh. yeah. But, like, now chopper. it's like, I mean, I'm 26. I get home from a long day of work, I, and I just find myself laying on the couch, yeah. just fucking dog tired. And then, like, I start to, like, get it more. Like, I look at my dad, who just, like, did everything he could, like, came from, like, my dad came from a part of Can- like far eastern Canada, Newfoundland, where like wrong side of the tracks kind mm. of thing. So he, I mean, he made it out, and it's like Newfoundland's kind of a bit like a prison sentence in that way, where it's mm. like you want to make it off the island sort of thing. Wow. And did that, and I mean, I made it out of Windsor, and so by the end of the day, when I can just kick, kick back and relax with the dog, life's good. And so the old man he gets gets a shout out for that one. So yep. yeah, he's a, he's a good dude. 
All right. Well, we should do. Oh, God, I have one more question, don't I? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, mate. <laughs> if you could invite three people, dead or alive, to dinner, mm. who would they be and why? Ooh, tough. Yeah, very tough. So I think first out of the gate, just in the off chance that this ever makes it to his ears, John Stewart, political satirist. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Um, yeah, that's to me. Love. I love stand-up comedy. Mm. I think it's just like the just the observational side of the human experience oh, to best. me. Yeah. So I yeah. really like stand-up comedians. So he would be one. Uh, I think we've ever had John Stewart. Yeah, definitely. That's good. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good. At least I'm we not like you. We like you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like Schwarzenegger's gotten a lot of coverage. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave him on like the rain check if someone. <laughs> he one of the other guests, the, at the kids' table. <laughs> yeah, one of the other guests can't make it. He'll show up. Yeah. Um, shit, that's tough. I think Justin Trudeau. Justin Trudeau, a current a prime ca- minister. Current yeah, prime current, minister. I think. Oh yeah, right. Just, sorry. just the timing of it. I think if any other less contentious time in in geopolitical history, I think he wouldn't be there. But the fact that he's such a abstract counterpoint to the shitstorm in the United States mm. politics right now, mm. I think every time that like Trump does something ridiculous, and I don't want to turn it into one of those things, mm-hmm. but. Right now, like living in the states as an immigrant, and that's—I mean—that's yeah. really on. Like when I walk through immigration line, I'm just as likely, even though I don't fit the color swatch, to be given a hard time yeah. at uh, U.S. immigration. So, for sure. uh, just I mean, he's really been going to bat lately, just for makes you proud to be a Canadian. Yeah, it's and good. that's something that, like, you know, being living immersed in the United States, I look and walk and talk and dress like you know any American would, especially in California. There's mm. not really a. a designated accent or shit like that. Oh, from the Canada hat you got on your, your head and, and, and then well, that was your the hat. thing, right? That was, that was it. When I, once I lived in California for a couple of years and the, I didn't have any, you know, otherwise designating criteria that said I'm not from California. Like, yeah. oh, are you from like San Francisco? Yeah. And it's like, oh no. And I wouldn't sit through anything else. Yeah. This could be my mom's name. My mom's name is Louise. It would have said Lou. And I just want to fuck it. I'm yeah. Who's Lou? It's just, it's supposed to say Louise and it's too bad. Uh, uh, I needed to go one time and I yeah. just couldn't find So who do we got? It's John Stewart, uh, Trudeau. Yeah. Uh, dead or alive? I feel like I, there should be like a dead one in yeah, there. Yeah, you can put a dead one in there. We, um, we normally get a few. It's, it's funny. We normally get either Jesus or Hitler. We've never had Jesus and Hitler. Hitler which yeah. Hitler's the number one. Hitler's the number not. one, yeah. Really? Not, yeah. No you joke. guys really need to like we We interview a lot of neo-Nazis. I know, I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. um, 17 of our 80 shows have been Ku Klux Klan members. And they've all been... Shit, that's a tough one. I'm trying to think like sports, sports music. Cool. We normally uh, get a lot of parents as well. But you said parents. Don't invite parents. That's the most yeah, exciting yeah, role. Yeah, yeah, no, we normally bring them to a party and invite their parents. Your parents aren't allowed to go. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm Your parents cooked the dinner. We always kick them off the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, shit, 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 shit. Um, <laughs> it is a tough one. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, Super I'm tough. I'm just trying to go through like, like, nah, that's boring. There's too much heat on me. I need to dilute myself into a crowd. Yeah, shit. I, I don't know. Maybe Obama. Yeah, Obama. Cool. Obama would probably get. I mean, probably get Obama a lot. I think it'd just be yep. interesting. Well, have we had Obama before? I don't know. I, don't I, think, we I think just yeah, more the continuity of the group that's already at the table. Yeah, would be more so where Obama. Seinfeld. 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 Yeah, that's a good one. I think Seinfeld over Obama. Yeah, I, 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 a lot of like. I used to hate like I would just hear the baseline of the show and oh. fucking turn it off, and then I sat through one episode and I I could do. From episode one through to the end of season nine, we're just talking yeah. about this. We're just talking because I've just got Stan in in Australia. There's Netflix and there's a like one of its competitors is yeah, called yeah. Stan, and I've got the thirty day free trial. Yeah. Uh, thirty day free trial at the moment. I'm like, oh, this Stan's all right. It's fucking probably better than Australian Netflix. 
Really? And it's got, yeah, and it's got Seinfeld on. So oh, this is my desk normally. Like, i got two screens that I work off. But I've been so slack lately. I sit at my coffee table and do a lot of work. Yeah. And I have Seinfeld on in the background. Well, like, nice, this is when I know I'm getting real slack. I mean, it's like, it's, it used to be like this when I studied. It's like, I, could, I need to listen to music that I know back to front. Yeah. Right? So it's not like a in my conscious thought. And yeah. that's Seinfeld now. I've seen every episode so many times. It signals, yeah. Jared. Like, I could just, do, it just <laughs> tune good. it out. But yeah. So that Seinfeld... Uh, uh, Trudeau and um, Be good and John Stewart. Yeah. What would you eat? What's that? What would you eat? Oh fuck! Right now, yeah. anything. The table. Like, <laughs> the table. Just, I, I, I literally care. couldn't tell you. I think the last <laughs> thing I ate was like cantaloupe between Auckland and here. Oh, like, really? I've been thinking. About, yeah. It's really it's about, like because you don't want to fuck with hydration too much because yeah. that's your biggest predictor right. of performance, right? That when the hydration goes, everything falls apart. Mm, Calories, I can be hungry. You yeah. can live without mm. food. I'm sure as you guys know in your trout, like for a longer period of time, mm, that you yeah. can live without Absolutely. water. So yeah, I'm not trying to survive. I'm trying to lift a bunch of heavy shit on yeah. Saturday. So I keep the hydration in, cut the food more or less. Wow. Oh, yeah. Mm. I mean, I was at, I was at Doherty's at 5.30 this morning. Yep. Just going in for a workout, just trying to move, but uh, the water will stay in. Everything will be there. So yeah, yeah, yeah. interesting. Fuck, man, that's insane. Well, finally, uh, Jordan, where can people find you on uh, on social media and anything? Oh you yeah, plug? yeah. Let's talk about let's that. Talk about yeah, how good it is. <laughs> story, I'll, I'll be sure to put up like another shirtless photo. Yeah. Those are always <laughs> good. Fuck you. Yeah, don't look at me. Yeah, uh, I'll hashtag the protein shaker. Uh, Instagram at the underscore muscle underscore doc. Uh, Facebook, the muscle doc integrated performance therapy is the one I use for my office. Um, uh, YouTube, the muscle doc. So fairly, fairly continuous throughout social media. That's kind of where you'll find me. Um, trying to think website, www.themuscledoc.com doesn't get updated too much podcast, um, Mm. at RX radio. So that's RX apostrophe D radio. Um, so that's something I do with business partner from time to time. We usually get up there once once a week or so. So yeah, that's my online footprint in its entirety. Beautiful. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on the show, Jordan. That was great. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me. Thanks, man. Yeah. Alrighty. And that's a wrap. Alrighty, gang. Thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed a, uh, a bit of insight into how old mate Jordan Shallow rocks. If you liked any of that stuff from the show, guys, head to www.adventurefittravel.com. Uh, head to the podcast link and all the stuff we spoke about will be there in the show notes. Also to gang, please leave us a rating and review. That helps us tons. Bill and I always read the rating and the review comments and if we love them enough, we'll talk, to them on, we'll talk about them on the show because they're, they're just funny. I fucking love them. They're the best. Guys, Quash Creative, head to www.quashcreative.com. Mention AdventureFit Radio. You'll get a free basic SEO report on your website or existing feedback. Sorry, or feedback for your existing brand. Lol. By Old Mate Shawnee. Head to www.audibletrial.com forward slash ADVF to get yourself some information. Maybe escape with a fiction book. And finally, guys, www.adventurefit travel. Keep up to date with everything AdventureFit from the podcast travel to maybe something else new that we are launching don't want to don't want to blow the lid yet but yes eventually tv is going to happen at some point guys so head to all that stuff you'll be a happy man and or woman depending on who you rock with Alrighty, until next week good bye